1: Beats being flushed down to the Arizona Bay. Uh, hey, first tool reference of the pod. <laughs> That's a tool
0: reference, sweet.
1: Yeah. Le- from Enema. Learn to swim.
0: I didn't know I didn't know you were a Tool fan.
1: Cool. Oh, I used to be a, a, a big Tool fan in a, in high school. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Lateralis came out senior year. I bought it the day it came out. Uh, came out the same day as a Weezer album. I forget which one. Maybe the Green album. Okay. No, uh, no Maladroit. Maladroit, okay. Which I also like. Yes. Good times, good times. Um, this is a good one. A rare George song where he isn't preaching philosophy. I think he hits the nail on the head when it comes to ennui. Lazy weekend afternoons where you got nothing to do. He also captures the stillness that seems to characterize parts of Los Angeles, at least to me. And you should listen to me because I lived there for two whole months in North Hollywood. Or, as we call it, NoHo. Oh.
0: Spoken Mm -hmm. like a true local.
1: That's right. Uh, I later discovered uh, that uh, Nirvana's Nevermind was recorded in NoHo.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. Uh,. So the Beatles through all the sound effects they possibly could hear, which is kind of cool if you do it once, which I think they only did once. I noticed Ringo's drumming here in a good way. Um, some people think the song is plotting, but I think that's that's sort of the point.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the point. I think it perfectly explains the mundane feeling of, like, not being able to go anywhere because you're just waiting for people. Mm-hmm. And plotting also doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like, you you don't always have to do something like you can just be still, like be in the moment. And I realize that I'm throwing philosophy into a place where there isn't (laughs) George would appreciate (laughs) it. I guess George would appreciate it. Um, also, uh, I had not heard this song before until, uh, this week. So magical mystery tour is not a part of my, um, my lexicon as a whole when it comes to the Beatles. Um, so yeah, this was it was cool to get to listen to this.
1: And once again, I, I want to uh address my envy whenever you say, Oh, I've never heard this Beatles song before. Like Yeah. Uh that's that's really something. I'm wondering
0: if there's uh, gonna be any more. I'm not sure. There might be.
1: Hmm. Might be. Probably on the Yellow Submarine album. Oh no. Probably. BP. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> some gems in there but yeah right.
0: I, I can't wait to find out
1: yes stay tuned so this uh, george wrote it waiting for the beatles's publicist derek taylor who was lost in fog in the los angeles canyons the song was composed on august 1st 1967 harrison was visiting california with his wife patty plus neil aspinall and alexis martis aka magic alex They were staying at a rented house in Blue Jay Way, high in the Hollywood Hills, which belonged to the manager of Peggy Lee. Derek Taylor became became delayed. The jet-lagged Harrison found a Hammond organ in the house and began writing the song as an outlet for his ennui. Such a great word. Yes. Harrison had almost completed the song by the time the Taylors arrived, around two hours later than planned. That LA traffic man, it's it's a bear. So what did the other three people in George's party do during those two hours? Did they just watch him? Um, they tried to stay out of his song? way
0: because they realized they would become part of the song.
1: That's right. And there's a lady and Magic Alex. Yeah. And that he, wouldn't be as good. And
0: he's making himself a drink. And
1: George would like one too. <laughs> Um, So Harrison's stay in the house was arranged by Brian Epstein. I guess he was still alive then. Who called the Beatles' attorney, Robert Fitzpatrick, to inquire whether a house could be leased? Fitzpatrick persuaded the owner of the house, another entertainment attorney named Ludwig Gerber, loved that name, to lend Harrison his LA residence. Gerber was a former U.S. Army colonel who had managed Peggy Lee for many years. He was also a film producer and lawyer. And in his house, there was a Hammond S6 organ, which Harrison used for writing the song. In the, in the movie, Magical Mystery Tour, uh, Harrison performed the song while playing a keyboard chopped onto the ground. One of the movie's most psychedelic sequences, Harrison's appearance is, is subjected to dated camera techniques involving prism refractions to create multiple images. I, I, I liked it. Uh, it's on YouTube. Um, the rhythm track, including the distinctive swirling organ part, was recorded in one take on September 6, 1967. Crucial to the recording was ADT, artificial double tracking, which on the song gave the phasing effects. Mm-hmm. The cello part was played by Peter Willison. He was booked at short notice by Sidney Sachs, who helped enlist a number of session musicians for Beatles recordings.
0: Famously not a sax player.
1: That's right. Wilson recorded the part and was paid in cash the standard date was 27 pounds he later performed on Paul McCartney's solo album Tug of War Peter Wilson said, Wilson said I was playing at the Albert Hall beforehand and arrived at the studio after 10 as I was in Tails Ringo said I didn't have to dress for them there were no other musicians there no music stand and no music George Martin asked me to listen to the track and just play along we experimented a bit, and finally at 4 a.m., we were finished.
0: All for 27 we- pounds.
1: That's right. The week with Derek Taylor proved to be important for the direction of The Beatles. At the height of the Summer of Love and the popularity of Sgt. Pepper, Harrison Taylor and his small entourage visited the international hippie capital of Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco on August 7th. Harrison had expected to counter an enlightened community engaged in artistic pursuits, and working to create a viable alternative lifestyle. Instead, he was disappointed that Haight-Ashbury appeared to be populated by drug addicts, dropouts, and hypocrites. Following his return to England two days later, Harrison completed work on Blue Jay Way at his home in Esher, and he shared his disillusionment about Haight-Ashbury with John Lennon. The Beals then publicly denounced the popular hallucinogen LSD and other drugs in favor of the Maharishi, whose seminar in Bangor and Wales the band attended in late August. In a 2009 review for Consequence of Sound, Dan Caffrey highlights the track among the stellar moments in the album's first half and considers it George Harrison's most underrated song. Writing for the A.V. Club, Chuck Klosterman describes the song as being among the trippiest material the Beatles ever made, while Mark, while Mark Kemp of Pace views it as wonderfully wobbly. In 2001, the song was ranked 39th, On Uncut's list of the 50 greatest Beatles tracks, Q Magazine included in their list of the 500 greatest Lost tracks, published in 2007, and Time Out London in 2018 ranked Blue Jay Way at number 46 on their list of the best Beatles songs. Blue Jay Way was a rare Beatles song released before their 1968 self-titled double album that Charles Manson adopted as part of his theory of a impending social revolution Mm -hmm. in the United States. Finding parallels between the Beatles' lyrics and the Book of Revelation and believing himself to be the Messiah, Manson interpreted Harrison's opening verse and chorus as the Beatles calling out to Jesus Christ. Sure. In a 2011 interview, music producer, radio host, and former Runaways manager, Kim Fowley identified Blue Jay Way as the first song in which a member of the Beatles wrote about America. It cited as evidence of Harrison's standing as the most American of all the Beatles during the 1960s. Fowley highlighted this connection including Harrison's friendships with David Crosby at the Birds and other California-based musicians, such as Leon Russell, as the foundation for rock music's first all-star charity concert, The Concert of Bangladesh, which Harrison staged in New York in August 1971. Due to the attention created by Beatles song, the street signs for Blue Jay Way have long been collector's items for fans visiting the Highwood Hills. In May 2015, a lane in the Havitree area of Exeter, in the English county of Devon, was named Blue Jay Way after the song, so I guess that means they stole that street sign repeatedly. Oh that's yeah, that's what they meant.
0: There was a there was a street called Penny Lane in my uh, my hometown <laughs> that was uh, also famous for being stolen.
1: <laughs> in Staten Island, there's Lennon Road, and the next street is is the no, Lennon Lane, and then the next street is Abbey Road. Oh, interesting. Okay, that can't be a coincidence. No, yeah. probably not. But it reminds me of, like, they don't do mile 69 markers anymore. They do 68.9, so people don't steal them. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's not nice.
1: Literally. Yeah, I... Yeah, very good. I, really? Love I did not zi-
0: know people were doing that. Okay.
1: Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Love Counts... It's evil. Love count <laughs> Zero. Josie Scale, I... This is almost a clean sweep this week. Uh except for the instrumental. I, I give this a yeah. Yeah,
0: you're like a big uh real submarine guy it seems. Nice. Magical mystery. I'm sorry, sword. I'm so tired. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've been sitting in this house
1: <laughs> I'm so, so. That, They should write a song about that
0: <laughs> mm. um, I'm gonna go with the Josie On this one Too much on Wii for me I think
1: Too much on Wii. And with that Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye.
0: The Beatles are a pretty nice band Talk about them day after day But we also love the outfield a lot so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band Someday we'll judge if they're fine Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine